Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I remember how it used to be. The phone's ringing off the hook. Clients are coming in the front door like crazy. And here comes little technician Timmy. Timmy comes up and he says, hey boss, where's my part? Where you want me to go next? What you want me to do? Gosh, Timmy, if I knew, I'd tell you, buddy, but I am covered up. All of that stopped when I found Shopware. With Shopware, you get an industry-leading expediter right there in the software. It tells you if your parts are here, where your technician should go next, and how much time they have left to complete the jobs in the day. Go to GetShopware.com to learn more. GetShopware.com. Hey, everybody. David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. Meeting vendors and getting the opportunity to ask them candid questions is easily one of the best parts of attending an event like Apex, the Tools Conference, or ASTE. It's a unique experience that we wanted to capture for all of you. So we sat down with several vendors to do just that at ASTE in Cary, North Carolina. The idea is to try to capture the type of conversations you have while making your way through the trade show floor. First up is Kevin Robinson from ShopBoss and Jesse Madaw from 360 Payment Solutions. Now, before we get started, please take a moment to like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast listening app, make sure you have a set to automatically download the latest episode. Now, here we go. That's kind of how I'm feeling this morning. It's kind of screwed up, um, you know. I'm, I'm, you know. So, tell us, what's your name again? Uh, Jesse Madaw with 360 Payments. Nice. Yep. Kevin Robinson with Shop Boss. Very cool. So, how did you guys end up on the podcast? Tell me. We were just talking about uh, doing some cross marketing yesterday because we have a few integrations coming out between right. the payment processing side and the shop management side. So we've been talking to some of our customers about it. We've been talking. We did a webinar on it recently. Yeah. Um, so we've been trying to uh, get the word out a little bit on some of the stuff that we got going on between the two companies and products. Very cool. Very cool. So you, you've got some integrations coming up. Tell us what that integration looks like. Yeah. So you know, first of all, and I'll let Jesse take the lead on the payment side because he's obviously the expert there. But from right. uh, you know, obviously everybody's talking about text to pay, right? So we recently launched, or I guess should, I should say, relaunched something that we call Boss Pay, which is essentially the text to pay platform mm-hmm. with a few other integrations baked in. But uh, you know, and Jesse can can talk about that a little bit more. But one of the big upcoming things is uh, starting to get into more consumer financing. Oh wow! Um, between the shop management side and the three hundred and sixty side, something that we're actually currently uh, in beta with right now and plan to release here in the near future. So 
that's the one thing that we've like really been working hard, grinding hard that's, on the last few months. So tell me a little bit about that. Is that something where we're going to see, you know, somebody needs, needs financing and they can come into the, into your interface and, and apply right there. Tell me about that. Yeah, definitely. So we've, uh, basically created a waterfall so a consumer financing platform that we've integrated with the shop boss platform right so that if uh really the biggest thing is there's consumer financing out there what we're really focusing on is getting the financing at the time of decision right so a lot of times the financing is at the checkout right the invoice then the financing option is there really where you need the financing option is at the time of estimate Right. That's the first time they get that sticker shock of like, yeah. hey, here's all what, what we suggest you do. Right. It's going to be $2,000. They may not have that. So that's where you want the financing. Right. So we've set up a, an integration with Shop Boss so that they have a button right there at that point Dude. that says click here for financing, gets them all set up. That's and then awesome. we can set it up so there's a waterfall. So if, you know, it's you know, their synchrony and then rolls to easy pay and then rolls to a tertiary option. So wow. pretty much it's going to be able to cover everybody. So the financing is all third party. Correct. Yeah. Try to offer. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, how, like how many companies do you have signed up? So that's the, the beauty of it is we're basically built a marketplace. So we're going to continue to add financing options. Mm-hmm. So ideally we can go to a shop and say, who do you currently use for your financing? You know, I use synchrony and easy pay and, you know, whatever else, Goodyear, all yeah. these different ones out there. And uh, so we just get those merchant numbers and hook them in and say, which one do you want first, second, third? And Dude, uh, that and is the, awesome. Yeah. So that's a pretty cool setup. Yeah. You know, because I mean, it, it takes so much off of the shop owner, the, the service advisor, because that's one of the things that that I really dislike about having to do financing is because, you know, we, we talk about touch points when we're we're at the front counter with our people. And so each one of those times that we have to take time away from building the relationship and growing with the client. And, and the other thing about it that I really like is that can be an uncomfortable conversation. Whereas if they can do it themselves, right, I don't have to present financing to them when I hear them say, oh, I don't have the money. I send them an estimate and they can say, oh, let me sign up for that. Right. You can actually see that emotional kind of draw on somebody when they say, if the, especially if they're at the front counter, I don't have the money for that. Yeah. So, so we have it. We have it integrated in with our text messaging. So one right. of the things that it says financing is available, and just let us know if you need right. the information. But they still have to like contact us or send a text message. Say, yeah, send me the information on financing, and then we send off all the information. Having a button would make it very easy. Like it start takes that well, then, awkward and, conversation out. Right. And the nice thing is, especially in shop, sometimes it's you know the information has to be entered by the you know, the service writer oh, behind the counter. All that. And that, that takes <laughs> tons of time. And that's what you want to get yeah, away from. That's exactly. like, that's that synchrony nonsense there. We, we use a one, uh, well, that's whatever. <laughs> we use companies that we send, we just have to send or enter their cell phone or email, yep. hit a button like easy pay. We use easy pay. We use uh, West Creek, um, American first. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one? I'm forgetting snap. Uh, so that, that's who we typically use. And the, the reason why we use them, we used Synchrony in the past. We ran into issues with them. But uh, the reason we, we moved to these particular companies is just enter the information, hit the button. It's it, all on their end. Like, I don't have to talk to them. I have to ask them, like, what's your social security number? Right. How much did you make last year? Like, I don't have to ask any of that. And that was my, oh, that was an issue with, with the company we were using before. Like, I mean, the, 
that's not something I wanted. Like, well, and you don't want your customers saying that in the middle of the waiting room. Yeah. Feeling super awkward because there's people hearing it next to them. Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, Shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a huge deal. So, um, you know, that leads me to my next question, right? We were talking before we started about credit card processing and chargebacks, right? Mm -hmm. We talk about financing. Is that same liability present when somebody goes and uses a finance company or something like that? So, in other words, they, they sign up for financing. Do we still risk chargeback in the same way we do with a credit card? I've never heard anybody talk about that. No, not in, not in financing. What was that? That camera shutting off. It's okay. It shouldn't make any more noise. There you go. So, we'll, we'll start that again. Uh, <laughs> so, um, when we finance... Right when a client's financing, do we face that same liability of chargeback as we do with a with a credit card company when we you know take a, a typical charge? How does that work? No, you don't have a credit uh, chargeback liability because really the relationship is the financing company is paying you, and then they're taking on the liability with the customer. So it's basically the customer taking out a loan, right? Technically, with the financing institution. And then they're paying you, and then it's on them to go collect from the customer. So it's almost safer, in a way, to have them sign up. If, if you have a client that you don't know about, is it safer in some ways to have them go sign up for that financing program? If you look, you could look at it that way. Um, it depends on the cost that you're paying for the financing. Right. So... Um, there's all the different institutions out there. I'll have there all the different cost structures and things like that. So the good thing is that they're competitive and they're like, Oh, they're at 2%. I can do one and a half. I can do free for the next 90 days. You see what I'm saying? So like yeah. it becomes uh, beneficial for you to just take it and you know, whatever. So how do you, do you guys, do you, are you guys taking a cut of the financing? Are you charging them to be on the app? Like how, how are you guys dealing with that? We we have a uh, a small fee for the platform, okay. and then 
and then it's whatever you have the relationship already set up with your financing so it's not per transaction it's just per, it's on their end they pay just to be on there so they can have access to it quickly correct and okay. then you know ideally like i said what we're going in trying to basically connect whatever you already have into Integrated. the platform yeah, that sure. you're using so sure. with with like shop boss for example um, you know, you get all the benefits of that shop management system. You have the text to pay, you have everything going there. This is an additional benefit that you can have all in the one system. That's so with, slick. Yeah. So with ever, whatever system that, that you're using, that's one of the reasons why we're trying to integrate with, with lots out there. Um, shop boss has a, has a very easy to use, uh, kind of user-friendly user interface and everything. So their customers are able to streamline that process in the shop and then the payments is it should be an afterthought. It's just part of already what they're what they're doing, and we're just enhancing that to make it easier for those that can't necessarily pay those bigger jobs now can do it all right through the system. That's pretty awesome. So, you know, I was asking him when we when we started here, um, are you going to be able to do a signature online for credit card processing? And and the reason being is inside our group we keep hearing people say you got to have a signature, you got to have a signature, you got to have a signature. Well, they're dealing with chargebacks, so they they set up text to pay, usually with three sixty. That's the big one out there, right? So they send up text to pay, and randomly a month or two months later, they get a chargeback. And they're like, I didn't realize that text to pay is just like taking a credit card over the phone. Like we're screwed. But you were saying like they're not even asking for signatures anymore. Like, yeah. So Visa Mastercard about a year ago came out and basically said that signatures aren't required. Um, so you can go on Visa.com and find a lot of the if, if you just Google Visa signature um, requirements, they're they're not requiring it anymore. And it's it's interesting because Visa on chargebacks and things like that, um, it's almost like one hand's not talking to the other. Right. So I'm sure you've seen, maybe you have one of the credit cards that doesn't have the bumped up numbers anymore. Yeah. Right. Well, if you take a card present transaction and key it in, and it's labeled as card present keyed, they require one of those old knuckle busters, an imprint. Right, right. You can't imprint those yeah, cards right, without yeah. the yeah. So, but that's still on the chargeback side. So wow. it's you know, the, but no one does it, and, right. and and so it's there's a lot of those things that are kind of ancillary little rules that Visa Mastercard have um, that you know they're they're slowly fixing, but it's uh, it's behind the times, right? So so the process is you get a chargeback. They don't require signatures. Maybe you took the signature you didn't. We still ask for signatures at the yeah. counter. Well, you want signatures just on your invoice anyway. Yeah. So, you know, for approving work and all, and all that kind of stuff. So, like, with, with ShopBoss, uh, we've integrated the, the signatures for digital signatures. So they sign right on the terminal. The signature for the credit card processing is, is the same signature as for the invoice. So you're signing one piece of paper. Everything's on there. Um, so you definitely still want to get signatures in general. Sure. But with chargebacks, you know, it's it's not necessarily uh, required anymore. But at the same time, you, I, I suggest still getting it if you can. Yeah. It's right. going to help out. Even sure. if you lose a chargeback, you still have small claims court. There's still other ways to, the venues. to go after that but customer. Then that becomes a giant pain. But you, you were saying when we were talking about this, if you if you don't trust the customer to take the credit card over the phone because it's like, Oh, I'm going to give you seven credit cards. So 
like, well, hold on now. Are you all seven yeah, yours? There's a, gu- there's sure, a gut feeling. Sure, thing yeah. If they come and in if with you a feel, backpack full of gift cards, you probably yeah. don't want to do that either. So if they're, if they're, if you're, that's funny. If you're uncomfortable taking a credit card over the phone, you shouldn't be using text to pay is what you were saying. Yeah. I, I would suggest, uh, you know, as much as possible, it's use your gut still. If there's, if it's a first time customer and they want you to ship you know, $6,000 worth of tires to a a random address in Texas or something. We've actually had this happen. And Oh yeah. They, well, I get the emails daily. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody does. Yeah. And we had, we've had somebody do it and then, and and it's like, you know, these, and, and these are the types of things where, you know, they had a new, new employee. Yeah. But Hey, I I just got a big order. Yeah. And they, they took it and didn't know he in the credit card and, and shipped it. Right. And so, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I always suggest <clears throat> if you have a, a bad gut feeling, a brand new customer, a big order, you know, set, set limits, say, okay, well, I'm not going to do anything over a thousand dollars through text to pay. Right. Or, you know, whatever your, your threshold is, or I'm only going to do it for, you know, known customers, yeah. second, third time customers, yeah. um, those types of things. So that's yeah, advice. that's a, that's a, a good way to think about it is if, if you wouldn't take that card over the phone, you know, it may not be something to send out as text to pay. Right. But, um, but at the same time we have shops that have adopted text to pay as their main form of payment. Yeah. It's so they're doing the concierge service type of thing. Yeah. They want yeah. the payment taken care of before the customer gets in to pick up their car. Yeah, that's what I do in my they're, shop. They're meeting them in the parking lot, you know, those types right. of things. So it's, you know, on the grand scheme of things, is it, you know, that much riskier? I mean, right. it depends, I guess, on your market. Are you in a market that people are trying to screw you over? Right. Or are you in the market where, hey, it's a family town, it's, you know, yeah. majority good people that you're working with? Right. So it's, you know, it's kind of teach their own on, on how right. you want to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. So when we come back to shop balls, right, we've, we've seen all of this new technology coming out. We've seen you know, tons of software companies, tons of, of developments that are coming up now. Um, when you look at this and you hear this conversation, Kevin, what, what, what is it that you think a software company brings to the table to add that layer of protection? Is it through signatures? You know, what, what do you yeah. think the best, pra- best practice is? We were actually having a conversation about this at, uh, at the get together last night, which is safeguards actually on both sides. So there's right. so much technological, security that you can build in right you can do some of the some of the signature side of things and jesse was right. just talking about at least on the shop boss side there's some of that already built in just up right. front but at the same time it all it's almost like there's a bit of social engineering happening with people right. that are trying to get after the shop and right. um, try to you know basically one over them right? right so there's some processes to be built out too it's like he just can't account sometimes for the human factor yeah i mean just like with you know we talk about all the time just on our side with ransomware and everything else just on the software development side, right? We have to kind of have our head on the swivel out there, not only from a technical standpoint, but also from a human process standpoint. So I think just being aware of that within the shop or within the business is super important. And like Jesse said, setting one or two limits in terms of like, okay, let's take a quick time out. If a quick or if a new order comes in, big order comes in, teach your new employees, make sure that they have, you know, what they need to, to, you know, react to some of that stuff and react well. Uh, but yeah, from the technical from the technical side, I mean, we try to build in as much as we possibly can. Right. But um, ultimately, you got to kind of know your customer a little bit. You got to know right. your market a little bit. Obviously, you know your business. 
Right. Um, and that seems to help out. I mean, on the shop boss side, at least I can say with our customer base, we haven't seen too much of that. Yeah. I mean, we talk to customers on a daily basis and there's always, I mean, we're just talking about, it, there's always emails coming through or new orders coming through. And I think people have, are pretty intelligent about that stuff right, right. now. Right. Right. Um, unless, you know, Jesse shared the, the story or the anecdote about the brand new employee that was so excited to get a brand new order and, you know, put that through slammed it through. Yeah. Yeah. Mash the button. Right. Mm -hmm, Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, teaching new employees that come through and, you know, on the other side too, it's a, it's a little bit of training. It's a little bit of, you know, finding the right people. I know that it's hard right now, Right. right. Everybody's trying to, you know, kind of find people that can get scaled up quickly. Right. And, that's one of the things that we've been concentrating on recently is like, okay, how can we build the software in a way that somebody could pick it up in a week, right? Right. Create an RO, do some, you know, general parts additions, do some general DVI work, you know, work with technicians on, on some of their um, specifics within the system, right? but they need to know some of those safeguards as well. So we've built in different indicators and things to be aware of. And I think in the future, one of the things we're going to build in is more, you know, if, if a text to pay order, does come in maybe some of those custom rules that you want to set up within your shop are executed before that can actually be placed right right so there are some of those things that i think that we can build in from a technological standpoint to help out but we still it's like always the human factor right so there's a lot of that training that goes into it and and so that's so neat to hear you say that because one of the things we always talk about not only on the show but in the group itself is processes policies and procedures and so having a technology provider being able to help us bring that back a little bit and implement some of that. For instance, in my in my shop management software, there is a button I can click that says you can't close a ticket until you receive all the parts on that ticket, right? Yep. And it makes a huge difference. All of a sudden, now, when we reconcile the parts at the end of the month, everything lines up. Where's that button? You want me to show you where that's at? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll show you where that's at. You don't it's want a, to see my parts ordering screen. It's a, it's ugly. Yeah, yeah. Your employees are going to hate you. You know that, right? <laughs> What's that? Your employees will hate you. You know that. I know. Right? but They I might want, already hate you. So it's okay. Well, yeah, it's, it is what it is. But once in there just typing in part numbers, and then he's like, where's this ticket? <laughs> and it's in my car. But he's like, <laughs> I don't know what's a button. Do you guys have a button? I, I love that we're getting so excited about buttons during this. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm just telling you, like, you're going to have the so button. Far. So buttons are important. Buttons they're are super important. important. Yeah. Whether you click or tap, buttons can be important. Yes, and and so like <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Like the, those processes, those things that you guys can implement and be forward thinking enough to implement custom that's, business rules. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's the, but that's about getting to know the business as well, right? Yeah. Like we, we work with a lot of shops that the owners, the lead technician, and you know they they don't have a huge staff where they can have somebody that's always thinking about what you know, safeguards do I need to have in place? So we need to work with them. That's what our CSM team does. That's what we do during onboarding to build out some really? of those custom and business rules. But um, it's about kind of understanding their individual business as well. And That's really cool. honestly, a lot of this stuff goes into the market that they're in. I mean, even talking about uh, CFP, which, you know, what a great acronym for a consumer finance platform. Um, right. We name our products so well. Very creative. <laughs> uh, there aren't enough acronyms um, uh, as we're on the, the ASOG uh, podcast. <laughs> um, We've got more. We've got more, yeah, I promise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the market that they're at, so we were at a shop uh, down in Houston a, a few weeks ago, and you know, we were talking to them about consumer finance, and, and for them, they're like, yeah, that's a really great idea, but, you know, we live in a relatively affluent area. Most people that are coming in, they can pay on the spot. 
we know our customers, we know our customer base, but that's obviously not the story for a lot of the shops that mm-hmm. we work with, right? They're coming in and as you see shops starting to consolidate more services, you're doing transmission yeah. rebuilds, you're doing, you know, things that are high ticket items that you need to be able to offer flexibility to the customer. Some of that stuff is just market-based, some of it's services-based, but, you know, great point about know your business, right? And, and people processes like, um, you know, is it, is it something that actually works for your shop? Are you going to get use out of it? Um, you know, that's all dependent on what your customer and your customer's profile typically is. And, you know, luckily most shop owners know that, right? They, well, you know, it's so neat to hear you say that because it sounds like shop boss has a level of customer or client education involved when you bring somebody on, you onboard them. Same with 360 payments, mm-hmm. right? Like when I, when I signed up for 360 payments, somebody called me and said, here's the things you need to know. Here's what we, you've got to make sure this piece of paper signed. If you don't have this piece of paper signed, you got to do this and mm-hmm. you got to do that, right? And and so it's more about that relationship, and I think that's really important. Um, and and especially when you've got all of these offerings and all of these options when it comes to to SMS providers. So one of the big questions or one of the big comments or themes that we see in ASOG is is man that shop management software that's really expensive or or the one that gets all of us right and 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 it got to the point that we had to make a video and post it on ASOG uh who's the cheapest credit card processing company and and how do you feel about charging the client for the fees and and dude I'm telling you everybody was so frustrated and and Rick White came on and, and answered it and he said uh if they are worried about credit card processing fees to that degree he said I don't have a problem with them shopping it he said, if you're that worried about it, he said, I think you're asking a $5 question instead of a $50,000 question. You're, you're looking at the wrong metric trying to crunch right. a number. Um, what do you guys say to that? You know, we've got a lot of shop owners, and, and from my perspective, I think that's a bigger profitability problem in the shop when they're looking at those numbers. You know, shop management software, man, that's 400 bucks a month. I can't afford that. I don't think you can afford it until you get it, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think that there's some, um, unfortunately, I think that the shop management side of things, well, I guess there's two things. The first is sometimes it's the easiest line item to look at. You know, you, they, they see that charge, that subscription charge come over if it's on a monthly basis or, you know, some, some charge annually. You can keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can make this a rap video. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thought you were gonna like <clears throat> auto tune me for a second. Okay. Hey, I do have some buttons. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. Look, nice. Yeah. We've got one that that every time David talks, we just push this button and laugh track. Him, yeah, it makes laugh him feel a lot better about himself. Properly rated. Oh. Yeah. Um, so what what I was saying is, um, you know, I, I think there's two things with that. The first is, I think that since shop management is kind of this. Um, little bit ubiquitous, it, like it, it does a lot of stuff, right? Different shop management tools can do a lot of different things, and a lot of shop owners will use that. But also, when it comes across your statement on a monthly basis, it's one of those first things that they look at. They're like, "Oh, wow, I'm paying you know X amount of money for this," and maybe they came off pen and paper, or maybe they're on a different solution before. But it's, it's honestly one of the things that they look at, and they're like, "Do I need this? Like, do I need this to actually go in? And how much do I need to pay for this? Because there is also such a wide range." of prices that you pay for it. Right. So I think the first thing there is they just look at the charge and sometimes it's also the easiest thing to cut, especially when times are hard um, or when they're trying to figure out where do I go. Um, the second thing is there's a lot of shop management solutions out there and there's a lot of jumping, right? Everything is subscription-based. It's month to month in a lot of cases, unless you're you know going with a perpetual license or doing an onsite install. So it's easy to jump right now, right? It's, well, 
let me rephrase that. It's easy to, to jump. It's hard to change. To jump. Yeah. Dude. It's hard to change. Yeah. Right. Data transfers, training on a new system. We had a shop owner, you know, that came to us not too long ago. This is their, man, I want to say this is their fourth shop management system in four years. Holy cow. I would have died of a stroke or some type of stress-related illness. Dude, I couldn't, I could not do that. Well, first, just from like a data consistency cleanliness standpoint, yeah. right? Because you've, you've transferred historical data from how many ever years the shop has been open four different times. Hopefully it, you know, it, it works the way that you need it to, but you're going to be missing some gaps there. And not all shop management providers transfer the same data. Right. Right. Some leave out some, you know, make you do the export and then you hand it over to the to the next system. So um, unfortunately, it's become, you know, a little bit of a of a, you know, game of musical chairs. But certainly I think that there's, you know, a few management systems that are starting to you know come out of the pile a little bit more. There's some new ones that are starting up that are really interesting. I mean, good competition lifts everybody up. You know, that's that's the that's the that's what we like to go after because, you know, we're trying to trying to do things all the time i mean we're talking about all the stuff that we're doing to 360 but yeah those, those are the two big things that are happening right now is you know one just the cost is is an easy like look oh you know whereas 360 even like i'm you know working with 360 but i don't see a direct line item to 360 right, right. yeah management you see that subscription every single month and you're kind of evaluating do i need to spend 400 maybe i only need to spend 100 right right and then it becomes, well, what features are over here and what features are over there? So it's also a little bit of an arms race. I, I think you can easily get caught in this really stressful scenario. And by that, I mean that you change softwares, right? And and it seems like a big deal. And, you you, you know, uh, I've, I've heard the terminology before. It's kind of like Swiss cheese, right? Like every single slice of Swiss cheese has a hole in a different spot, mm. right? So, you know, shop boss may have a hole here. Yet you go over here and switch to this software. It's not perfect either. It's just got a hole in a different place. <laughs> Right. So we've got to make sure that that we're informing shop owners like you need to give it time. You need two to three years with a SMS before you go and make a call and say, I'm going to switch. Because if you don't get started and work through the the bugs and the little things Mm. in it, man, you're just going to keep yourself so stressed out for years and years and years. Just trying to do this over and over again. We create our own stress. Right. And so I think it's important. You, You have to wonder what they're trying to solve. Like, what problem are you trying to solve by switching? Like, what feature is it that you think you need now? They want the button on the left instead of the right. <laughs> well, sometimes that's what it is. Like, hey, I'm trying to get to this menu. I want a button. And so, like, some softwares will just add the button. And we're like, well, we got some feedback. And so we had this button. The, the biggest reason I went, it's interesting you said, like, we tried to set up our software to learn in a week. That was the biggest reason why I went to the software that I went to. I was trying a whole bunch of them out. But we... If I couldn't figure it out, if I couldn't build an invoice, now sitting on the phone with, with somebody guiding me through, mm. let me get into the software. I want to be able to build an invoice on my own. Okay, I can build an invoice easily. Great. Can I have my staff build invoices? And can I send it to my technicians so they can be able to read the information quickly and easily? I picked one. I said, we're going to run with this for a week. We're going to do dual tickets because we were with another software company. And within a week, we had it all. The technicians had picked it up. Just they were they could muddle through it. My service advisor was fairly proficient, and I I know how to use it for the most part. Not everything, but you know you get sixty seventy percent of the way there, you're good to go. I like I didn't know I had a button. So <laughs> there's a button. That. Yeah. So yeah, but literally. you get into you get into some other some other softwares. It's like well I got to send somebody out, or some shop owners want somebody out there. 
like to babysit them the whole way through and it's like dude you're looking at this all wrong if so you're not need be some, there the whole time yeah they, like if you need somebody point. out there to show you where every single button is like you got the wrong software you you need something that's you know what's uh the uh you ever seen the movie jobs i think it was jobs uh not the one with um the guy from the 70s show what's his name ashton, ashton kutcher. kutcher not the ashton not kutcher one, movie the one. other one the good one yeah, yeah. anyway so he uh, <laughs> the, uh he, he's watching his daughter like pick up how to start using the computer immediately like intuitively she picked it up and she started moving the mouse and she saw the thing and she started like messing around with the mac paint program or whatever it was back then and he's like there you go that's why i built it the way i built it do you immediately yeah your two-year-old can pick it can pick it up they immediately know what to do my kids knew how to use ipads like immediately by three years old like they know the search button and i talk into it they don't know how to type but you know they can talk into it it was intuitive and if the software isn't intuitive that you can't pick it up in a week and your staff can't can't pick it up in a week like what are you doing that's not good software like yeah it's, it's the world that we live in and you know i think even just to sort of play devil's advocate there as well I think there's a lot of people that go a lot of, let's say technicians, right? That will go to different shops and they've known this one piece of software yeah. for 20 years and they have influence. Maybe they come in as a master technician, you know, maybe, maybe they have a lot of influence with the owner or the manager, whoever's making the software decisions there. And they have the ability to influence that decision as well. And, and sometimes we see that where, you know, you bring up, bring up a good point about like, okay, we got to make sure that we adopt this. Like I'm making the decision on where we're going with this. Everybody's going to be able to learn it. But sometimes you have, you know, kind of from the bottom, I shouldn't say from the bottom up, but from the, the shop side or from the advisor side, somebody that's like, I really like this one. Yeah. And then there's influence that goes up and then that person leaves. And then the next person comes in and says, you know what, actually, I really like that <laughs> one. You know, so there's some allegiances and some but, alliances I mean, with it. But. I, I can understand that. But then, I mean, that just ends up falling on the shop owner. Like it adaptability does, yeah. is a trait you need to have in this Full industry. Oh gosh, and if yeah. they, if you bring somebody in, it's like, no, 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 no. And I've had that before. Like we have, we have additional service information subscriptions because, you know, my one tech likes this one and my other tech likes that. And, you know, it doesn't cost that much and I don't have to switch my entire database over. I just have to turn on the subscription, something like that, you know, fine. But mm-hmm. if they come in and they're like, oh no, I like to use this. I'm like, okay, look, if you can't figure this out, I've made a bad decision. And maybe you don't tell them that, but you need to start questioning your ability to interview <laughs> all of a sudden. Yeah. Like it, I did, I made a, a bad decision this because, Hey, we're going to EV now is all hybrid now. Like, you know, Hey, I need you to figure out ADOS. Like, Oh, I've been using the same alignment machine for the last 25 years. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think that, that, that comes down to a, you know, it, is it going to cause a culture problem in the shop? Right. We, we talk about cancers in the shop a lot. And if you've got somebody who's unwilling to learn, if you've got somebody who is not willing at all to look at, hey, I can do this or I'm willing to give this a try. And the instant they come into the shop, no, I'm not doing this. You're going to do that. Man, you yeah. leave him in the shop. You have got a bad time coming. I promise. I, yeah. I don't think that's just in a shop. I think that's in every business. Yeah, <laughs> You've got somebody that's not willing to think outside the box and adapt a little bit then right. Right. you gotta you gotta get rid of them exactly exactly so you know back to credit card processing fees 
I just want to, you, you mentioned this earlier, right? I just want to open it up that anytime somebody comes to us and says, hey, I need a cheaper rate or it's just all about rate, I'm just going to send them to you, Lucas, and uh, you, okay. you set them straight, this. all right? I, I got you, this. Well, you know, <laughs> you so a referral program? <laughs> if, if you go back and you look at, at the video that we Wait, wait, hold on. Do you have a referral program going? <laughs> should have a referral program going. Should we not. might have just struck gold here. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Uh, Poor Shane. Um, <laughs> uh, so, long story short, I, I was. <laughs> um, long story short, here a while back, we did this video, and we're talking about those credit card rates and and you know how to choose and is it that big of a deal? And one of the things that I brought up in that video was, is I was um, I was on vacation with my family in Florida. Right. First time we've gone anywhere in like two years. Right. And one of the guys from the shop calls and says, hey, I've got a problem. And I said, what's up? He says, um, we received a payment on the shop management software. It doesn't show as received, but the client is saying that they've been charged twice. Right. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> right. And it was a big ticket. It was like $7,200. So the client's freaking, you know. And so I didn't know what else to do. So here we are, you know, Shane's the sales guy at the time. And, um, and I send him a message and, and it's been months since I've talked to him. I've not had any issues, you know, and Shane says, don't worry about it. Go enjoy your vacation. And I'm like, okay, how am I not going to worry about this? This is a big deal. You know? So I'm walking around Disneyland, literally walking around Disneyland. I get two messages literally within minutes of each other. Shane sends me a message back and says, it's handled right? It's been maybe five or six minutes, right? I get a, I get an email from a lady and she explains exactly what happened, exactly what went wrong and how to avoid that happening again and how 360 payments was going to help integrate something that prevented this from ever happening again, right? And then I get a call and a text message from my employee who was going through this and says, they walked me through this. They called, they sent me an email explaining what had happened. They reached out to the client for me and they took care of everything they handled it right and he said i didn't know what to do i was freaking out and he said it just absolutely saved my day that for me is worth a couple extra percent you know what i'm saying like that's a different tenths of a percent <laughs> yes. but you know what i'm saying that that to me is worth way more i mean way more than saving a few dollars if well, i yeah, yeah and some more for it. We've had people leave for fifty bucks, right? And it's like that's a perfect situation where it's like fifty bucks, and in our, you know, in our industry, it's a lot of times you you get what you pay for. If you're really just trying to literally whittle it down to the absolute cheapest thing you can find out there, if you send your statement out five times a month, you're gonna get the cheapest possible rate out there, right? But you're gonna get somebody who never shows up at your door. You're, so you're you, you guys don't hold. farm out your sales. Like, because most companies are just a front, like they're just, they, all they do is sell and then all of the support, like the actual process, like all that is a different company. And so they're like, well, you have a problem. There's it, your number. It, like in the credit card industry, a lot of it is 10 to 99 sales reps. So they get a packet in the mail and now they're selling credit card processing. Yeah. They don't know anything. And then a lot of the customer service is used, you know, from the back end processor. So you're just calling a call center somewhere in Texas yeah. And so when we first started, that's how we had it set up. And after like 10 clients, it wasn't working. 
Yeah. And so we brought it all in-house. We have all W-2 sales reps. We have our in-house customer service team for that exact reason, is we want the customer treated the way we would treat our customer, not the way some minimum wage person in a call center somewhere would treat them. And so that's really the biggest benefit and why I think we've grown. And I didn't think we were doing anything special when we first did that. Like right. that was just like, okay, this is common sense. Like we got to make sure we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're taking care of our customers. We're dealing with their money. This is the lifeblood of their business. Yeah. You know, we got to make sure they're that customer service is top notch. And, uh, now being in it for a while and hearing all these stories and horror stories from customers, yeah. like that's not the norm. So I'm, Glad yeah. it's glad it's working. That's they, great yeah, they, to hear. They probably call those. Uh, <clears throat> I think they refer to those as boomerang customers, right? Because then they they go out and they say, right. "Well, I save fifty bucks," and then they get the service that they pay fifty bucks, you know, yep. the extra fifty Absolutely. bucks for. And then they Absolutely. come back and they're like, "Yeah, we you know got them back. They're <laughs> three sixty <laughs> customers again. Welcome back. And yeah. You, yeah. you know, you welcome with yeah, open, we get open people, arms. And yeah, they they think the grass is greener, and then <clears throat> they have to go through a hard situation. That's yeah. a and fact. then they come back. Yeah, and and so I, I think we see that so often, especially in credit card processing. And I don't know why it's such a common question. I mean, why is why is that always asked? And well, you get you get hit, and you know, and you look up at your bank accounts early in the month, and all of a sudden you just paid rent. <laughs> Speaking from experience, here you just paid a whole bunch of bills out at the, early in the month, and then boom, giant chunk shows up because you had a good month last month, and all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, that was a lot of money. Then you start freaking out. Like I don't worry about it, but I can see why a shop, uh, especially pinch and pennies. You were talking about shop management systems. So I was just on the phone with a shop owner last night, who's, uh, you know, their sales aren't probably where they need to be, and the, but they're doing fairly well. And the reason why they're doing well is they've been just pinching pennies. But now he's in a situation where he's like he's he's wrenching every single day, and he's taking the phone calls, and he's just he's tired of it, and he's like, well, what do I do? Well, you need to stop thinking like a small, like a teeny tiny business. Like, why are you going to spend any more time on the software than you need to get good software, make it easy. I'm asking him his numbers. He doesn't know his numbers. I can pull up my numbers right now from my phone. I get a couple clicks and I can tell you what my GP is, my parts labor ratio, my gross profit dollars per hour. I can see what cars I've worked on recently. I can see, you know what? I've got all this information that touch on my fingers, super easy right? Just one less thing to worry about. Start looking at scaling and using software and things like that to minimize the amount of time because that's the only thing you can't get back. So spend a little bit more money. And he's like, okay, that makes sense. But I think a lot of people don't think that way. They think, well, I need to save an extra hundred. That's a hundred bucks a month or $150 a month. He's, he's probably getting that software for free and I'm paying almost 500. We specifically built out, um, that's a great, great story because we specifically built out something called, we call it boss board, um, which is literally, I'm going to take a pause. Uh, we're, yeah, no, you, you can keep talking. Okay. Um, what I was just saying is we built out a system specifically for that called boss board, um, basically single view analytics of those exact things that he was talking about, GP, ARO, you know, revenue, um, trying to make sure that the shop owner really had... <clears throat> everything that they needed at the, in their fingertips and not also have to either run custom reports yeah, or dig into all their previous custom reports. And probably the biggest thing, reach out to the company that they work with to generate custom reports. So <clears throat> it's a great, great point on that in terms of having the data at your fingertips so you don't have to dig for it and knowing your numbers. I think we mentioned that a couple times already. 
Um, and then also we're building in um, a little bit more of almost like a business management dashboard that allow them to track all the costs that they have. So whether it's rent, whether it's technician time, and then that'll actually factor into some of the forecasting that they can put together um, for, you know, EG had mentioned like pinching pennies forever to try and turn a profit at the shop. So now they can actually do almost like what if scenarios. Okay, so if I, you know, up my parts and labor a little bit, I end up here a little bit more with sales. So they can actually do some forecasting um, within the numbers that currently exist within their shop. Wow, that's pretty cool. cool. That is really cool. You can switch. <laughs> I'm going to look. Didn't at we just it. talk about this? <laughs> Stay with it for two to three years. Make sure that you got a handle on it. That's it. Well, we, yeah, we've been, time. we're already there. We're going on what four years almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Well, how can somebody get in touch with you if if, if they're interested in in uh, shop balls? How can they? No, get no. Hold yeah. on. I got one oh, question. Okay. Yes. Mm. Do you have live demos? Like they just you oh, get a, a temporary user pay username and password and I mean, this is the deal killer. Are you going to require, I sit on the phone with somebody for an hour or two while they demo the software, or will you give me, I ran into this with a, with, with a company, like, hey, I'm, I'm happy to check it out. I'm always looking, right? You, you always want to know what's kind of out there. You don't want to end up with some antiquated system you think was cutting edge, but you find out five years later, it's like they, they've, they've been surpassed. And so you're like, can, can I get a username and password? They're like, oh, we don't do that. Dude, I'm not going to switch that. I'm just telling you right now. If I if I can't go in and click around and mess with the software, and if I can't get it figured out in a few minutes where I can just start moving things around and things like that, I'm not going to use you. Like, If I can't figure it out, my, my staff is going to not be able to figure it out as well. We're going to get frustrated. I'm going to be like, I don't know how to use it. Call the, the – no, no, no. Eventually, after pulling some teeth, he kept calling me. He's like, can we just send – I'm like, No. He ended up giving me like a three-day pass or something like that. And, you know, I clicked around. I was fine. I'm like, eh, it doesn't have this. I don't want it. <laughs> click, click around in it. Um, yeah, so 95% of, it might even be more than that at this point, 95% of our current, let's call it prospecting, uh -huh. right, is free trials. Okay. So we you can go to shopboss.net. So here's here's the answer to Lucas's question. Uh, start a free trial. No credit card required. It's literally name, like first name, last name, email, yeah. phone, and you're in Is it the full software, though? Yeah. It's, the, really? it's our premium package, yeah. So you have access to ProDemand. Like Motor, everything, everything. DVI. Wow. 15 days, free trial. 15 days. Dude, like so, I, I, the software that we have now, we I got on there, and I'm like, dude, like they called me up because I started the free trial, right? The same thing. You just, some information, boop, you're running. Like, oh, this is great. You're clicking around, you're like, it's missing this, it's missing this, it's missing this. So I get a phone call. And they're like, hey, how do you like the software? I'm like, it's missing all this stuff. They're like, well, it's because you're on our basic, 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 basic trial software. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, I want full access. You're going to sell the premium package. Like, I want to see the premium package. They're like, I'll just turn it on for you. And that's all. Like, immediately I could see all the buttons and I know exactly where everything was. And I'm like, now this makes sense. Why would you do the free trial with like half ass? Like you know, we try oh, to get to use the beep button. <laughs> Where is it? I don't yeah. know. Uh, I'm interested in what there is no beep button. Just use the yeah. applause. We, I'm not I mean, right. We, we, we try to keep it, you know, pretty flexible. So here's the caveat, though. I think that you would go in there and use it right away. Unfortunately, there's a lot of shop owners out there that are like, yeah, I need to try. Let's just say, say shop boss, right? Need to try it. Free trial created. We track 
all the free trial, RO created, revenue, you know, everything, every metric on our side so that we can say, okay, are these people actually using the software? Because if I reach out to you, let's just say it's five days down the road into a 15-day trial, right? And maybe our, you know, sales engineers are like, they have zero ROs created and zero revenue attached to that. So it's like, okay, so you created, you know, do you want to use the product, right? So we found that engagement and adoption, like typically we're reaching out because, you know, if you're, if there's 10 ROs created in five days, we're like, okay, good. They're getting the hang of it. They're using it. We'll ask them if they have any questions. But typically if our sales engineers are reaching out, it's because our trial's been created. And there's zero ROs yeah. created. And that makes sense. Period, that right? makes sense. Yeah. Like, so we want them to use it, but obviously, like the other the other thing, and we can be real about that is you're probably testing multiple shop oh, management yeah. solutions at the same time. Yeah. Right? You got to try going on over here. You got a free demo. You got a username and password over here. So just trying to make sure that we're adopting it and really getting feedback as well. Like, I would say probably fifty percent of the feedback that we get just for our product like development pipeline is typically through free trials. Like yeah. hey, I just came off of this software. I was and it makes sense. Here. Like the yeah. the demo model is just it's frustrating because you're just you're one you're going to run me through the most basic function in your in your software, which is creating an invoice. Like if you can't create an invoice quickly and efficiently, like what's the point of the software? I want to know stuff like what you just described. The fact that you have that functionality just, I mean, that piques my interest. That's very cool, right? What does your DVI look like? How do I communicate with the customer? There's more like, how do you integrate with the accounting software? Like there's deeper questions. Like don't show me how to create an invoice. Like, look, if I can't muddle my way through that, I've got the wrong software. But they they stick you on a 45-minute demo where like 45 minutes an hour. Like I don't have 45 minutes an hour. I don't have the attention span either. So I, I need to be able to use the software myself. Painfully <laughs> obvious. Yeah. I need to be able to use the software no. myself. But you, you, they, everybody's like, no, we only do demos. It's like, oh, come on, man. And then you start asking questions, and of course, they're just going to feature what they do well. We also do this, and look at this thing over here. It swoops down, and it has connectivity to this and this. That. It's like, okay. Then you start asking the hard questions, and they're like, well, we don't have that yet. Well, that'll be out next year. That, and you're like, oh, you know what? You just wasted my time, man. I'm 45 minutes in. Like, what the crap? Yeah. you know, Don't do that, I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Fortunately, a lot of demos are... Um, <laughs> You know, I, I sometimes refer to them as clicking demos, right? Okay, yeah. I'm going to click here, and I'm going to yeah. click here. Yeah. I'm going to click here, yeah. and I'm going to, you know, so we try to stay away from that as much as we possibly can. But, Good. you know, it, at the same time, it's Pops like a lot of the stuff becomes a little bit of a feature race, right? Yeah. Like, do you have that? Do you have this? Well, you have that, and you have this. And, you know, we're trying to break through that as well and not necessarily get caught up in, like, feature versus feature versus feature. It's more understanding market, people, process, understanding their business. That's why we're building yeah. out more of, like, these what-if scenarios, right? Because... If you need access to be able to create DVIs because you want to see, you know, average repair order, you know, you want to see that increase, you want to see your revenue increase, uh, maybe you want to increase your car counts as well. So there's different things that we try to factor in, like, okay, what are what goal are you ultimately trying to get to? Mm-hmm. And if it's always like just, oh, I need more revenue, <laughs> you know, I need more sales. Okay, that's fine, but let's, you know, let's talk about a little bit more. Uh, intricate details there, right? Strategy. Strategy around it. And then what features do we have? You know, we always refer to ShopBoss as the toolbox, right? Mm Because we're like, or another tool in the toolbox is we're like, okay, here's the, you know, you have this, you know, thousands, probably maybe tens of thousands of dollars of hardware tools in your shop that you're pulling out different wrenches to do different things, right? ShopBoss is kind of the same way, right? We have a ton of different features, but you might only need to reach into the box and pull out this feature. Sure, yeah. So we try to build that, you know, with that in mind and be super flexible, CFP, super fine, uh, finance platform, great example of that. Boss Pay, great example of that. You guys also have um, 
I don't know if it's anything that we wanted to talk about here, but the 360 capital stuff, mm-hmm. which is you know kind of important for the shop owner side of things, for them to be able to access financing for just things around the shop. Um, so we try to kind of bake some of those things in in a way that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, expose them for different profiles. So your technicians can't access 360 capital and make a you know twenty thousand yeah. dollar right. uh, request yeah. on your behalf. So trying to make all those things sort of work together, but it's really about understanding the business and customizing to some point to make sure, sure that the features are being used in a really efficient way. Yeah, right. That's very nice. Very awesome. How can they get in touch with you? Uh, best way is go to our website, 360payments.com. Click on the contact us at the top. Very cool. Very Easiest cool. Way. Well, and if awesome. you have any modern software, you're getting bombed with emails going, hey, have you switched yet? 360 Payments fully integrated into your software. You should switch today. Yeah. Click. Yeah. <laughs> come, come check us out. You yeah. should probably go ahead and just switch <laughs> well, and just get well, it over and done and, with. And he teased it. Your for... story, I've heard it before, was very compelling this time. Yeah. It was. Because I was thinking back I was thinking back on my sales guy. I'm like, my sales guy was very nice. Do you know the re- biggest reason I switched? I'm like, I'll switch if you set up my PCI compliance. I, don't, I just want to hit three buttons for my PCI compliance quarterly, and I'll switch. I don't want to have to do anything else, and I don't want to pay the damn fee. And the guy's like, bet, I'll do it. And he sat in my lobby and just had it all set up. He's like, here's your username and password. Once a quarter, you'll get an email. Click these three buttons. You're done. I'm like, perfect. And that's why I switched. I never saw him again. <laughs> we, uh, I've been with him for like four yep. years. I've never seen him. <laughs> yep, yep. PCI compliance is, is, isn't a problem. I'm sure you've never even yeah. got an email. Nope. nope. Yep. Taken care of. Don't have to do anything. Yep. Yep. You, don't, you don't have to hit buttons? I don't have to hit buttons. It's just done for you? It's the most awesome credit card processor out there. I'm telling so you. I don't have to hit buttons. Correct. Do you want a button? I don't want to hit buttons. <laughs> it's a pain t- in the ass because so if you miss, look, yeah. you get you get like five reminder emails and, uh, you know, squirrel. So, and so yeah. like, you're, you're like, ah, crap, I forgot. But, you know, I can do it on my phone and stuff like that in the middle of the night. I will get up and be like, ah, crap, I forgot to do that. And you'll hit the three buttons and, and send it in. But, you know, you forget, and then, like, what will remind you is the $30 fee that so you get tacked uh, on. You're like, I, I we, have a, we have it called junk fees. And so, like, PCI compliance fees are junk fees. Yeah. They're just, they're, yeah, there's well, no need it. for them. Yeah. So we don't charge them. So um, I just want everybody to be completely aware. Also, there was a squirrel running across the parking lot of the <laughs> pharmacy when David went to get his ADD mask. <laughs> so um, the squirrel, that explains yeah. a lot. I think that means yeah. Don't take anything. I'll, uh, can good. tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed this special episode of the ASOC podcast. If you'd like to catch these episodes early, you can do so by becoming a patron. Just go to asog.site and click on the Become a Patron Now button. Becoming a patron helps support the show, gets you several perks, and is tax deductible. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and on YouTube so you don't miss any of our upcoming live episodes. And as always, If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me an email. My email address is david at asog.site. That's D-A-V-I-D at A-S-O-G dot S-I-T-E. Until next time.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question. Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy-to-use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to GetShopware.com and see what I mean today. That's GetShopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.